Yes, uh, Playlist Friday, and the Duke always brings that one out. Uh, if you got a song you want to hear, uh, let us know for our intros and extras here on the Kevin Carey Show with Eddie Steele on Friday mornings, 7 and 9. Usually at this time, we uh, check in with Mark Spector on the mark powered by Booster Juice, but Speck is flying home from Philadelphia as we speak. So we came up with another little ditty. How about this? Great Scott! Great Scott! By golly! No, Great Scott, you know what that's from, Eddie? No, I don't. I know the phrase. What's it from? It's from uh, Back to the Future. Oh! Great Scott! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah I, I, sh- I knew that. Come on, Eddie. Yes, come on. So, Great Scott! Powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. Scott Taylor from Game On Magazine. Magazine, do you like that that new that, the new phrase, the new terminology, the new slug for for your intro here? Great Scott. Yeah, I do like it. it it's 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 um it's brand new. I like it. I've never heard it before. <laughs> that's, oh. that's the part I like about it. <laughs> Eddie, I do have I, I do have my Booster Juice app though. So good for you. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like I just said to Eddie, I said, "Well, you know what that's from." He goes, "Oh, I can't, I can't get it. I can't." Well, you know, from Back to the Future. There you go, Eddie. Huh? Well, yeah. yeah. Should have known. I, I I love it when when people have brand new stuff. Yeah, too. I really I just it just came up it came to me, Scott. <laughs> just I was thinking, what could we call this? You know, because specs in the air. We have on the mark. You know, what are we going to do here? Yeah. So, how you doing? What's the, what, what's shaking in the pig? Um, a, a hockey team that dominates games but can't win because they spend fifty six million dollars on goal scorers that can't score. That's what's uh, kind of shaking. Well, that that sounds familiar here. I don't know. It's, well, not, yeah, it's, it's different. It's, it's, it's funny thing. It, it's it it hasn't happened in in Edmonton for very long, but in Winnipeg, this is something that has really been bothering me for three or four years. They, they've spent all this money on Connor and Shifley and Ehlers and 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 Perfetti and guys who can score goals. And in the end, they dominate games. Like last night, the first period, they absolutely owned it. And, and it's, it's 1-1. And they owned it in Calgary and were behind. And they, and they just they ran L.A. right out of the building. Should have been ahead 7 nothing. They're ahead 1-0, and they're in a game and don't have a great second period, and suddenly it's over. Um, it, it's not good. It's not good that, that they, they, they can't. Last night, Logan Thompson made a save on a slap shot from ten feet out with his uh, the paddle of his stick. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the way things are going for Winnipeg. The only problem is, is it's been going that way for three years, and and uh, I I just think that there's there's something wrong with this. And and Rick Bonus after the game talked about how they. You know, they made some soft plays and they made mistakes and blah, blah, blah. Winnipeg makes a mistake. They pay every time. I mean, the goaltending hasn't been great. Uh, this is a team that's now given up 19 goals in four games. That's not very good. But when the other teams make mistakes, the, the Jets don't score. They usually shoot it wide or it deflects. or They haven't scored a goal this year that's kind of been a fluke. Like there's been no bouncer that's gone in, no tip shot. Mm-hmm. Everything's been wide open nets and they, they were able to score on them. But but if this team doesn't start to score some goals in the first period and get ahead and is able to play that defensive style that Bonus wants them to play so much, they're not going to win a lot of hockey games. And it's really sad because this is a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty good hockey team that is just not doing things right. 
and just aren't getting any breaks. Last night they lose the game because a guy is going to tip the puck out of the end and he's tripped from behind and the referees bury the whistle. Like basically just giving the opposition an opportunity to score. And of course, beat Winnipeg, they the Knights did score mm-hmm. and that was the end of that hockey game. And it just it, it's been that way. Um, through the first four games of the season. If it doesn't change, it's going to be a long year. Scott Taylor from Game On Magazine is our guest, uh, Carius Steele, Sports 1440 on a Friday morning. So what did you make of the Vegas Golden Knights last night? Uh, now 5-0. and all. Uh, The Oilers are eight points back of them in the division. Uh, the start by the Knights is the... Uh, it ties the the mark set by the Oilers back in eighty five eighty six for uh, defending Stanley Cup champions. Uh, is this team ready to repeat? Yeah, maybe. I don't think they're as good as Colorado by any stretch. Um, last night, I, I, I wouldn't want to put my finger on last night being indicative of this hockey team. I, I didn't okay. think they were very good, particularly. They got great goaltending. Of course, they were playing the Jets. They couldn't score in a soccer net, so. That's part of it. But Winnipeg Winnipeg completely dominated the hockey game. The shots in the third period at one point were 10 nothing Winnipeg and, mm-hmm. and didn't have a goal. Um, so I don't, I don't know whether they can or not. I don't think they're the best team in the West right now, but they are 5-0, and oh, mm-hmm. and so they get puck luck. They're a very lucky team. Um, they get great officials' calls. They're, they're the Stanley Cup champions, and they're treated as such. And... Um, and with that going for them, they, they have got off to a five and zero start. And uh, um, when when you're when you're the defending champs and you're five and zero, you're getting some breaks. Last night they got some breaks to to keep the streak alive, but they were not the best team on the ice by a mile. I think the shots finished thirty five twenty four something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, twenty two saves for LB. Yeah. Like ninety seven fifty five. It was mm-hmm. like. The puck was seldom out of the, the night zone, and when it did come out, they scored. So there you go. Scott Taylor from Game On Magazine's our guest on Sports 1440. So, Jets 1-3, one Oilers 1-3. Problems uh, in both teams, uh, rampant, uh, going into Saturday night's tilt here at Rogers Place. Which team solves the most problems uh, come tomorrow? Well, my guess would be, would be Edmonton, simply because they have... Connor McDavid. I mean, when you have the greatest player in the game, the chances that you're going to do well, um, uh, I, I think, I think increase. And so, if I was a betting man and I had a betting app from whomever, I would probably put my money on the Edmonton Oilers. But um, I think it's a mystery to all of us, both in Edmonton and Winnipeg, how these teams are, are where they're at. Um, how not very good they've been. Um, surprisingly not good. Neither team's had great goaltending. Boy, some bad goaltending in Winnipeg and not great goaltending in Edmonton. And neither team has scored the way they should score. So I, I think it's going to be a very interesting hockey game. I, these are two teams that, that start to need to win. See, the, it goes back to that old conversation, right? You can't win the Stanley Cup in October and November, but you can lose it. Mm. You can lose enough games that you're not even in the mix unless something changes dramatically. Yeah. So, so teams have to start to win a little bit. Winnipeg coming out of Edmonton one and four, or Edmonton coming out of a home game one and four, is not a great way to start a season. Scott, we're sitting here in 
two different markets in Edmonton and Winnipeg, and they're actually uh, polar opposites because our football team uh, struggling with attendance issues and our NHL team sellout after sellout, whereas in Winnipeg it's vice versa. The Bombers are, I think, going for their fifth straight sellout at IG Field, and the Jets we were seeing struggling, especially with photos uh, going around online, with attendance issues. Can you just speak to those attendance issues with the Jets a little bit? Because to me that's a little bit shocking. Um, I think COVID changed a lot with Winnipeg. Going into COVID, the shutdown for that season with no fans, the Jets had a long list of people who were looking for season tickets. Coming out of COVID, I think people found new ways to spend their money here. Um, and, and when people talk about, uh, well, it's a Canadian market, my goodness, they should be able to sell out. Uh, you can't have a downturn in a market of 840,000 people. Um, people say, well, Edmonton sells out. Yeah, there's 1.5 million people in the Edmonton metro area. Um, when, when some people don't want tickets, others do. When you uh, run out of ticket buyers in Winnipeg, you run out. I think there's a million excuses, a million reasons. I think COVID had a little bit to do with it here. I think the fact that the team is pretty much the same and doesn't win, and by win I mean doesn't go much further than first round of the playoffs. They had that great year in 2018, but since then they've they've struggled to make the playoffs, or when they have, they haven't gone very far. Um, there's a same old, same old kind of about it. Um, the crowds there is pretty loud, and I think the Bombers had something to do with it. Now, I'm not blaming the Bombers, but the existence of the Bombers had something to do with it, because when, when Mike O'Shea and Kevin Walters were hired by Wade Miller, that team started to win. And you win three Grey Cups. That really helps put people in the building. And the team's 12-4 and four this year, and, and we'll have a good shot at winning another Grey Cup. Uh, winning really makes a big difference. Price of tickets makes a big difference in a small market. Um, the kind of evening you can have for not as much money, you can take kids to games. Jets tickets are expensive um, in a union town like Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a million reasons not to go and not enough reasons to go. There's a, there's a, there's a great comedy bit by Tom Papa, the comedian, who talks about uh, people in his crowd that showed up. They showed up to watch him because there's nothing better than getting home from work, putting on your sweats, sitting in front of the TV, watching whatever game you're watching, having a beer and a, and a popcorn doesn't cost you any money. There's a lot of people who found out during the COVID shutdown that they can do that. They can go home from work, put on their sweats, turn on the TV, watch the Jets on TV, um, have a beer that's in their fridge and make popcorn for next to nothing. Um, it's a commitment. It, it, it's a real commitment to, to, to go to a game, and, and the same can be said for Edmonton or anywhere else, but you, you've got to really want to go. And I think people changed their habits a little bit in – in uh, during the COVID time, I, and and look, football has what nine home games. Mm-hmm. Jets have forty one. Um, for a small market, it's 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 it gets more and more difficult every year to to hold on. But I, I, I think the crowds will come around if this team starts to win hockey games. They got to play better. They got to be more entertained. They got to score some goals. You can say whatever you want about defensive hockey. You can talk about defensive hockey till the cows come home. But that doesn't put people in the seats. That's not interesting. Interesting is the Jets getting 10 shots on goal in the first eight minutes of the third period last night and scoring three times. That's interesting. But to watch them hack away and hack away and, and shoot pucks wide, and, and they're just not really an interesting product right now. Um, and, and I think it's disappointing, but, but the Bombers are, are fun to watch. 
They're really fun mm-hmm. to watch. They've got they've got two stars that are local, Dembski and Oliveira. Um, they they have great receivers in a passing league, and they and, uh, and they score lots of points, and they're fun. Boy, you're you're right now in in October and November, in a community of this size, you're battling against a, a, a bit of a juggernaut down at the University of Manitoba because that Bomber team is is really a lot of fun and and will command ticket sales. Uh, Scott Taylor from Game On Magazine is guesting with us on Sports 1440. So. Um, Tomorrow, uh, Bombers and Elks, uh, 5 yep. o'clock kickoff for our time. Um, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I, I haven't run into one person this week that has talked about this football game in this town, which is sad. Um, it was yeah, did, a, I, did I read that you're shutting down the upper decks now? Completely? Yeah, the upper, du- yeah, upper deck is shut down. Basically the same thing that Rick Lawlisher did in BC. We talked about it for about uh, a good part of our show yeah, good yesterday, half hour. Eddie and I, last week. And then uh, it got to the point where the negativity uh, probably outweighed the, on our text line 8 to 2, I'd say, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. fans not happy with uh, what the uh, Elks are doing. Uh, it got to the point where Alan Watt called in or sorry, texted in, and then we had uh, Evan Dom uh, from the Elks uh, join us uh, for about 15 minutes. So um, he tried to explain. I don't think uh, a lot of the uh, season ticket holders or people that want to go to the games agreed with what they're doing. Uh, I understand what their reasoning is, what they're trying Mm -hmm. to do. But getting back to that, Scott, uh, that's just another aspect. We never had one text this week, not one, regarding the Elks game coming up, not one. Wow. Um, Boy, that's see. That's an see, indictment. You're talking to an old man here yeah. who remembers the 70s, 80s uh, Edmonton old Eskimos. Yeah. That that was the only conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At this time of year. And, I mean, uh, it's it's very alarming, concerning. And I understand where the team is at 4-13. and 13. Uh, Understand starting 0-9. But that's that's the reality of it. There isn't anyone, and, and Eddie and I talked about it, uh, and, and I mean, this you can just see this hurts Eddie. You can see it in his eyes. Um, the fact that really the team just wants to get on to next year. They can't wait for tomorrow to be over, for the season right. to be over, and to get on to next year. But you, what, I, I mean, just your reaction by saying that we did not receive one text all week on this show regarding the Edmonton Elks. Well, that's not the Edmonton I remember. Mm. Um, the, the one thing about the Jets, they aren't drawing, but everybody's still a Jets fan. I went for my little walk yesterday in the neighborhood and was stopped twice on the walk. Everybody wants to talk about the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. Mm-hmm. It is odd to me that, that the Edmonton Football Club is not getting any kind of response at all because that's not the Edmonton I remember. Um, my only advice to, to, to the Edmonton Elks, and I don't know, I don't know if, if, if this is easy or hard to do, but the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are living proof that if you hire two guys to run your team, your general manager and your coach, who are absolute experts on Canadian football, they understand the Canadian game. They probably understand the American game a little bit, but they don't care about it. They play Canadian football, and they put Canadian players in the right positions, and, and they run their offenses with some running in it. Um, Oliveira with 1,400 yards rushing and probably will finish with maybe 1,500 by the end. Yeah, I mean, the reality is this. You have to have people who are absolutely committed and absolute experts in Canadian football, which is a completely different game than the NFL. 
and you need Canadians to run your team, and you need people who grew up in the game. And if you do that, you can turn around a mess because Winnipeg was an absolute, complete, and utter mm-hmm. mess when Wade Miller took over and hired Walters and O'Shea and stuck with them through those couple of years that were pretty tough at the start. Yeah. But you got to stick with Canadians that know the game. you got to maybe – in this case, they went to the universities, right? They went to, to Guelph and got Walters and, and, and built a, a, a club based on Canadian football and the type of players that you need to have to win Canadian games. And, and I just think that's the only way to do it. Don't go to the States and find an American. Don't, don't even think about somebody who hasn't grown up with this game to run the team. And, and, and I think you're – your situation can turn around quickly. I can't believe that nobody cares about the Edmonton Elks. I think people do. I just think people are depressed and, as you said, want this season to end. Yeah, they just tuned out. They start over. Zoned out, tuned out. Yeah, and, and like I say, it's the old field of dreams adage. If you build it, they will come. That's pro sports. If you win games, people will come. And that's yeah. as simple as it. And, 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 and you can even win ugly for a while. But then, if you win ugly and you don't go very far in the playoffs, you better win. It, you better win or even lose exciting hockey, because or football or whatever game you're playing, because you've got to give the fans something to spend their money on. Yeah, exactly. Because you are asking people for their money. Mm-hmm. You are a form of entertainment, whether you want to believe it or not. I mean, coaches all think that it's just it's just about we're going to build up a defense and we're going to hold the other team to nothing, and it's going to be grind and grab grass and growl and we're just going to be this this tough team but if you don't score points and you don't make it exciting and you don't give fans an opportunity to cheer and jump up and down and enjoy their beer and have a great afternoon and go home happy um it's hard to get the money out of them and understandably uh so uh, i assume you'll be uh having your beer and popcorn tomorrow watching the uh, oilers and jets uh Certainly and then, popcorn. Yeah, so do you do my booster juice app card? Oh, very, very good. Do you? Uh, would you have a double header on tomorrow? Then, so how's it? How's it work in the Taylor household? Oh, it'll be it'll, tomorrow. Will be just there'll be televisions and devices <laughs> and everything all over. Because <laughs> I, I am, I am married to a, a young woman from from Ohio. Yeah. And this is an Ohio State house. Oh. And Ohio State, Penn State is tomorrow. Ooh, a big one. Perhaps the game of the year. It's it's going to be exciting. She'll be um, in an Ohio State t-shirt ready to cheer on the Buckeyes. So we've got that. Do you and cheer the for them too? Or are you forced to cheer for them or do you have... No, a- it's, it's funny. It's, it's odd how things happen in your life. I, I didn't really care much about U.S. college football when we got married 47 years ago. And now I am a complete and utter uh, U.S. college football fan, not just not just Ohio State, which I now cheer for, but uh, I just love the U.S. college game. I just think it's really fun to watch because mm-hmm. it's kids playing football, right? Yeah, anything there's, can there's happen. There's mistakes. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's like World Juniors. Anything can happen. It's like World Junior there's, Hockey. There's nothing about it that's, that you can, you can really tell before it starts. I just think it's absolutely wonderful. And so I'm you just, you got, you got that game, then you got I guess uh, Winnipeg time. Got, you got six got, o'clock football. Yeah, Bombers Elks and, at six, and then at nine o'clock you got Oilers Jets. What a night! What a day! What, what time? And, and I got baseball in between. Yeah. There's so much going on. It's just this is the greatest time of the year. It's what? the greatest time of the year. You got the baseball playoffs. You've got the CFL coming down to the the nitty gritty, and you've got the NHL starting. It could not possibly be better than it is right now. Like, do you have to have, like, a four-hour nap after that Ohio State game or what? No, no, no. I'll be ready to jump right into that football game. Okay. On to the next. Well, good luck tomorrow. Hey, it's always fun. You know what? Sports. (laughs) 
Thanks. Easy. For, Thanks for, that allows you to be passionate about something that doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming on. And, and again, maybe we can sell this thing, the great Scott. I like it. I like it because it's brand it's a, new. And it's, it's original. Isn't it original? It's absolutely original. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thanks for coming See on, you, Scott. Scott. Yeah, thanks so much, Eddie. Good to hear you again. You too, man. See ya. Yeah, that's uh, Scott Taylor from Game On Magazine. Um, Mark Spector couldn't join us as he's uh, traveling from uh, Philadelphia to Edmonton today. So that is a great Scott. Powered by Booster Juice. Uh, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. Uh, well, Eddie, we've kind of, have you had a little snippet of the uh, Bonton thing? What, what, what did you have? Uh, the monkey bread, yeah. piece of the cinnamon monkey bread. Well, you went to cinnamon. I, mm-hmm. I, I had the cheese one. Duke, did you get... Uh, I mean, he's, he's been pretty quiet. It's hard to see Duke behind the, monitor, he hides, the wall he of monitors down here. And he's I, uh, I have not indulged yet. I had to... The smell is just so <laughs> good. I like... To fill the rest of the ambiance, I had to go get myself a cup of coffee made. Oh, really? And so now it's like I feel like I'm sitting in Bonta, the bakery yeah. shop. I got the waft of the coffee, the fresh baked goods. I don't want to, uh, you know, overindulge because as Gregor said, we better save something for uh, for the afternoon, lads. You don't want to get sleepy, ah, right? No, let's not worry <laughs> yeah, about that. I still got a long day ahead of me. Let's not worry about the afternoon, guys. Uh, wasn't it funny? Edgar said that... Uh, um, their chief baker, their head baker's from Germany, mm-hmm. and he was watching the game, and he loves it when there's an earlier game, like last night, 5.30 start time, uh, because when he goes in to do the baking, it's at that time. You know, he's, he's not there 8 o'clock game at night. Anyway, Edgar was saying that uh, the, the baker, I can't remember his name, was uh, swearing at the TV last night while he was doing the, the baking, and they were wondering what kind of uh, products they were going to get today. <laughs> Making it out of anger, not love. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we've got some open uh, text time uh, when we come back with uh, Eddie Steele on uh, the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Now we're talking, Duke, back to my era, the Peppers. Uh, you know, there was a documentary on 60 Minutes with the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, a few months ago. Just phenomenal. If you ever get a chance to have a look at that, because these guys, they're all my age, Duke. Like, you know, a little bit older even. They're and like 60. You say that as if, like, the other songs I've played so far this morning aren't from the same timeline, <laughs> like Culture Club and yeah. Taxi's Midnight Runners. Yeah, those guys are even older, right? I bet. Yeah, I know you're right. I And, uh, yeah, Playlist Fridays. Uh, send a, uh, a note to the Duke or uh, uh, to myself at uh, Kevin at sports1440.ca or Texas 1833401. 1440. Uh, texts were coming in. The CFL needs to redo uh, schedule, redo the schedule and change the business model and have a league president who is actually visible. That comes from Randy, unless he was talking about Randy. Um, change the business it. model and how? Ha- I don't even know what, what are we talking about here. I agree about the schedule. Yeah. yeah um, would, what would you do? Move it up or? Um, how would you change it? Uh, just a tad. Okay, for, at this time of the year, uh, if you have games at the same time, that's the way she goes. If Saskatchewan Rough Riders have a game, and they want, and we got to play them on in, in the fall, once you hit September, uh, after Labor Day, if you're playing a game at 2 o'clock in Regina at on, on a Saturday, and you're playing Ottawa, okay, that's when the game is. And if BC is playing in Edmonton on Saturday, it's at 2 o'clock as well. That's the way it is. Uh, would you, wouldn't you lose TV audience that way then? <sighs> no. And I don't know TV like you know TV. 
Okay, you were talking about TV being up and things like that. I'm not disagreeing with that. I've been in the TV business for 33 years. I know there's ways to skew around the Uh. ratings, uh, this demographic, that, that, that. There are ways to say there are more people watching, there are more people streaming, et cetera, et cetera. I would bet if you're going to get a game that's on at 2 o'clock in Edmonton, whatever it is, and it's say it's Edmonton and Saskatchewan, You'll get just as many eyeballs on that as you would if you're going to combine the two on both networks. Instead of splitting them and having it on one, and they, they have them on both as well, TSN 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you have a game at 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock, or the worst is on Fridays it, in the fall to have the doubleheader on Fridays mm-hmm. because it's 8 o'clock. It's late. It's 8 o'clock. Kick off. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah, too late in the fall. Um Having played in that, I, yeah. w- I will agree with that. And it's it's interesting because they moved up a couple of years back. They moved the season up a couple of weeks, but yeah. then they added a third bye week. Yes. Or a second, sorry, the second bye week. So, so it's ending about the, it's same, the same, give it's, or take. It's the same, roughly. Um, would you Do you like that extra bye week? Or? Mm, you know, not really, yeah. because it's an extra week. Typically, you got to kind of be around the organization, uh, and it's an extra week you're not getting paid. And But the thing is with nine teams, right, if you had – 10 teams or 8 teams it'd be easy. It'd be a different story. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it is. Text coming in to one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Good morning, lads. Uh, how about a little Guns and Roses uh, for the folks that were up at the show last night? Duke, are you working on that? Yes. Yeah? Guns and Roses? Oh, we can... We, GNR? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's Feel Good Friday. Yes, whatever, okay. whatever song can get people in a good mood heading into the weekend, especially on a Friday morning when everyone's maybe a little on the sour side yeah. after the uh, Oilers game last night, or if you're a Saints fan, or whatever the case, we'll play whatever can get you in a good mood. And uh, Guns and Roses, I think, certainly fits the bill. Mm-hmm. I, I totally... For, that show was last night? I, I'm just looking at... Was it at Rogers? Rogers. Did you know that, Eddie? I, I saw some uh, stuff on socials, but I, I didn't even know that it was coming up, but mm. I saw. I oh. knew it was coming up this fall, but it totally snuck up on me. wonder how it was. Uh, I don't know. No, we're Ed. too busy with sports, Ed, fellas. Tell us how the show I, was. I mean, I'm just worried about the Aaron Goodwin show. That's the the main one, right? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I elected to play it safe and went and played beer league hockey Wednesday yeah. night instead of taking the stroll down to White Avenue and... Uh, Cook County, but I told the boys in the dressing room because we have this rule in this team going back a long time that if anybody scores a hat trick, uh, we call it a, a Cook County hat trick. Yeah. Um, usually that's reserved for you know the Friday or Saturday games, but I was willing to make an exception for a Wednesday night head, to head go and to uh, check out Goodvin there. Oh man, oh man, uh, Trucker Joe, hey uh, KK and Eddie, do you guys think uh, the Elks bring back their coaching staff? That comes from uh, Trucker Joe, and I think we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago as yeah, well Eddie without a doubt there's really no option I mean I hear people say ah oh, there's ways there's ways they can do it I don't see any type of way uh, they are just now recovering from paying the previous regime <laughs> and as well paying their current regime and I don't think Chris Jones you can't get rid of him he has another two. Uh, it's a two years but yeah. from what I've heard it's a year by year type of a deal but still he's got another at least year this upcoming year so what you can't fire him and have to pay him out and then bring a new coach on what's that coach going to come and coach for free or what well and that's one of the other reasons that Chris Jones is wearing a lot of hats here right so he's saving the organization money yeah he really is um how quickly does the CFL need to get rid of the organizational cap like how's tomorrow sound yeah yeah it, it really they need to and I think that's a reason we're seeing such um 
uh, a lack in good quality quarterback play is the development. And it's a real thing, the development of these players. They're not ready. Most young quarterbacks aren't ready to come up here right away for the CFL game and step right in and have instant success. It's a rarity. Uh, Ever since this coach's cap came in, the development of the quarterbacks has significantly gone downhill in a fast way. And I think that's one of the main factors because you're having coaches wear multiple hats. You're having coaches be uh, film coordinators and doing other things instead of just being a positional coach, which they are. And that stretches them thin. And that doesn't allow for them to be the best coach that they can be. Um. Great get by the Duke coming up here at 9.20. We will uh, check in with Andy Petrillo, regular contributor on the Jason Greger Show. Uh, one soccer and CB sport, CBC Sports to talk about Christine Sinclair. Um, 190 goals. Christine Sinclair. What a career. What a career is right. I grew up watching yeah. her, and then as an adult, I'm watching her. <laughs> um, I remember back, I mean... I can't remember what year, Duke. You're going to have to do a little research on this one, too. Uh, so Canada hosted we uh, at Commonwealth Stadium. The uh, the soccer was the under-17 or under-16 championship. Uh, I think it would be 2002. I uh, might be off by a little bit. About 20 years ago. That, might, that sounds about right with Christine's mm-hmm. age. Uh, but it was just a phenomenal event. I mean, uh, Kara Lang was, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and they had so many great players. And that's really this group of young soccer players players at that time really took uh, the country and the world by storm. And those that was the, um, I guess, the starting block, the genesis of when all these uh, future players came on, came on, like Diana Matheson and, and you know, um, McLeod and Stephanie LeBay. Yep. And, you know, that was kind of when everything kind of got going. I remember those, and those games were sold out here because everyone just fell in love with the team. So I think I got Duke is working on it. It could be 2002 or three or something like that. Well, you think about Christine. I mean, individually, she is arguably the best female soccer mm-hmm. player to ever play. Yes. Well, it could be. And I mean, when you compare it to like, I mean, she has more goals than anyone. Like exactly. Any, any male player. D- domination. Yeah, Absolute domination. Um, text coming into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. A terrible idea, Carius. Love Friday night doubleheaders. No different than hockey night in Canada. Well, the difference is that the CFL is still a gate-driven league. If you're not making the games um, attainable um, for the fans to go out, you're going to lose the league. The league. It can't sustain the way it's going. Yeah, we've said this, but for a long time, and, and again, the CFL is the, the little league that could, and it'll never die. I mean, COVID couldn't kill it, things like that. I mean, the Elks have dusted off millions and millions of dollars of their stabilization mm-hmm. fund because of COVID, not just because of COVID, but because of attendance. Yeah. Um, Duke, did you? What is it? What year? We got the crack research team on oh. it. Uh, the 2002 Two. FIFA okay. U19 okay. Women's World Championship, uh, Canada, the host country, finishing in second place. Christine Sinclair, of course, so the top yeah. scorer and best player award winner. There you go. So that's 2002. So it was 20 years ago, 21 years ago. But it was just amazing. Commonwealth was packed. Yeah. And the consistency, yeah. too. Back in 2002, and here we are 20-plus years later. The, the, I remember, you know who wrote... 
article after article on it was Terry Jones from the Edmonton Sun. He sniffed this thing out and said this is going to be a big, big thing. And then what happened was the team started to perform well. And it, it just it was like a tidal wave in the this momentum. City. Man, it was I, it was just crazy to see uh, how they were doing. Uh, you know, at least the Elks have a good quarterback and a running back um, that comes in from uh, I can't remember. Here's oh the beer man says GNR played almost three hours last night. Hmm. So good for them. That would have been a while. Good for them. Uh, Ricky and the donut. The game should be blacked out in the home city. Disagree with that? Disagree thoroughly. Sorry, Ricky. Uh, I remember when the uh, Chicago Blackhawks used to black out all their home games. Um, and then I believe Rocky Wirtz passed away. And they decided, nope, we're putting every game on. And that was basically when Chicago started to come around to the Hawks again. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened back, uh, you know, about... Well, right around Patrick Kane, uh, Jonathan Taves, right in that area. So there's still teams in the NHL that do that. I think Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, is very bad for blacking out local mm. uh, in their local area. So Jacksonville uh, Jaguars were doing it for a long time too. Yeah, uh, just depending on how many people were going. I, I remember growing up too. Winnipeg, the Bombers, before the TSN contract, they would do it too, and frustrated you as a kid. Okay, so here's Cat Dad. I think double headers on Fridays aren't bad, but they need to start the second game earlier, which is what we're saying. Okay, and I might, I'm being a little facetious here saying, okay, if the game's at two, it's got to be at both games at two. Whatever your market dictates. Mm -hmm. If you need the game at two o'clock on a Saturday or you need it at a seven o'clock start on a Friday, that's when it has to start. Mm -hmm. Not eight or sometimes like a lot of these games that on the eight o'clock starts or at eight, ten or whatever. On a Friday night, well, too late. Some of the, like if Toronto's playing BC, uh, sure, it's a 7 o'clock start in BC. That's a 10 o'clock start out east. Yeah. And that, that you can't have but that. The, well, no, I'm okay with that if because you're, you're, you're catering to your BC crowd. They don't, if it's a 7 o'clock start, if that's what works, if that's what your research says, 7 o'clock kickoff in BC, we're going to get the most amount of fans in our stands then that's when the mm-hmm. game has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see your point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I so see you. same thing if it's, you know, whatever, 2 o'clock. I think in Edmonton and in Calgary and in Regina, I think you can have one for sure 8 o'clock start. Tie it into the longest day of the year mm. uh, at the end of June. It's still light out at 11. You could probably do two if mm-hmm. you're depending on the scheduling. That's okay, and it's got to be, you know, obviously on a Friday, can't be on a Thursday. It's got to be Friday night. Figure that out. So what you're saying is you don't want uh, October 28th, oh. Friday night at 8 p.m. kickoff when it's minus five. No, why would you? <laughs> you're, I, I you're, going you. Against, you're going against what you've said. You, well, we got to move up. We got to move the, uh, the, the Great Cup up because we can't be playing it in cold weather, terrible weather. Yeah. Yeah, move it up and add a bye week. <laughs> um, can they, I don't even know, can they get away with uh, getting rid of one bye week with the scheduling? With Probably nine? not anymore, just with yeah. the CBA. I mean, uh, with the health of the players, probably mm-hmm. couldn't take out a bye week. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to come back with Elevate Your Game. We're going to talk about Elevate Your Game with a couple of subjects. One, last night's Thursday night football game. And two, um, a little bit, on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Everyone wrote the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. off, but now mm-hmm. they're still very much alive. Play ball. In the NLCS. Carry a steal, Sports 1440. Stay with us more after the break. 
All right, welcome back to the big program. It's Eddie Steele's last segment, so uh, El Duque gives him the stones. Have you seen the Stones in concert a few times? No, no? I what? haven't. No, I have not. They're coming seen back, aren't they? Are there's, they? There's, I think there's a tour. There'll be a tour for another 20, 30 years yet, no? They go and make some more moolah. Well, I think they're going into their 90s. You know? <laughs> I could just see Mick going around the stage in his 80s. <laughs> He's already in his 70s. Wheeling around. Uh, let's elevate uh, your game by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Uh, Forbes best rated residential elevators manufactured right here in Edmonton. Visit TrustRam.com for more information. We're going to kind of do a, a potpourri of elevating your game. We're going to start with the CFL. Tonight is uh, Calgary in BC. Uh, Stampeders, not any room for air. So 5-11, and 11, uh, they're chasing Saskatchewan 6-11. and 11. The Riders are home to Toronto. How do the Stampeders elevate their game in BC tonight to keep their playoff hopes alive, Eddie? Well, definition of must win, and they need their biggest players being their quarterback and their leading receiver, Reggie Begleton, I believe he's playing. They need to be on the same page tonight, and they need to come out and they need to put up points because BC puts up points in a hurry, and it's a tough place to come out and win. So... Calgary, this is their playoff lives. Mm -hmm. If they win and Sask is in tough tomorrow against the Argos, uh, Calgary has a good shot here to to come and steal a playoff spot. Well, Calgary's uh, 5-11, Saskatchewan 6-11, so a game in hand. But, I mean, uh, Toronto, I mean, I can't remember a team locking up first uh, place in the division that early. Midway through the season. So they've been resting, Kelly. They've been resting players. Uh, so Saskatchewan will be in tough, but that'll be a, a a good game tomorrow afternoon in Saskatchewan. Always a tough place to play. Yeah, uh, I could see the Riders, and they've been on a, just a. Stinker. They've been collapsing. They've just been on a stink. I don't think they show up. No, no, okay. I don't think they show up. Um, their the mojo, the energy around that team is negative. It's been tail spinning downwards mm-hmm. for about a month and a half now. Uh, they've lost, I think, six straight. They've lost and. It's it's just been very uninspiring. Lots of fingers being pointed at the head coach because kind of like out here with the Oilers, they're not playing with any type of effort, any type of sense of urgency, and that's a reflection on Craig Dickinson, I believe. So Jeremy O'Day addressed the team uh, going into the prior game, and they came out okay, but haven't been able to sustain that. So you think a lot of this this is on the head coach, Dickinson, Craig Dickinson? Yeah, I think he's lost the locker room, okay. in all honesty. I think uh, they don't have the highest character of guys in that locker room that mm-hmm. they need to begin with. And uh, his messaging has just fallen on deaf ears because you're seeing the exact same mistakes, the exact same brain farts, the exact same style of play week in and week out. No changes have been made. Uh, do you see a coaching change in the offseason in Saskatchewan then? Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be. Things are at a, dr- a drastic, dis- dire state right now, in all honesty. Having lost six straight, having had a playoff spot really locked up quite some time ago, and now they're watching it literally fall through the grips of their fingers. And if they don't win against Toronto this weekend, uh, Rider Nation is already in an uproar, but I think it's going to be um, in enhanced to a degree that we haven't seen in quite some time and people will be calling for 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 jobs i hate to say it but people will Mm -hmm. be calling for jobs uh how about one more to elevate the game on bison's bears football tonight 
We've got uh, your former alma mater. Yeah. Uh, how about the excitement um, with the Alberta Golden Bears football program? Big win last week. Huge win. Um, Bisons and then close out UBC next Saturday. I believe the Duke and I are going to the game next Saturday. Oh, I might have to tag along. Well, yeah. Thanks down for the invite, foot, fellas. Foot, at Footfield. <laughs> at Footfield. I'll tell you this, Eddie. Kevin and I are the worst at telling anybody about anything that we're doing because we just – Maybe it's uh, a little <laughs> conceited of us. We just assume everybody's listening because yeah. we talk about it on air. We're like, oh, we're going to do this uh. and the Century Casino thing. And then all of a sudden <laughs> last weekend we were down for the home opener. We told you as you were leaving, you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, well, yeah. if you'd given me a little more heads up, I definitely yeah. could have made it work. <laughs> but So we're bad for that, but we'd love if you could join us down at uh, down at the field. Yeah, I'll try to. The Bears, they're doing something that's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I've been playing the Bears or been well aware of the Bears since 2006. Yeah. And they've always been, maybe they've had their flashes here there but they've always been mediocre you know a four and four five hundred type of a team and uh, right now they're playing good football and it's really neat to see and uh, i'm hearing the the atmosphere at their games is electric students are showing out and getting sellout crowds and again when you win people want to come out and see that winning product uh text coming into one 833 is bagleton playing tonight last week he wasn't uh he was on the I don't know if he was on the IR, but he wasn't playing last week. Yep. He is playing tonight. That's what I thought. Yeah, he uh, wasn't last week, but yeah. I, I thought he was going to be good for this week. And yesterday, the it looks like it says that the Stampeders will get receiver Reggie Bagleton back. That's what, I mean, if Eddie doesn't know, who knows? I mean, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other text up. Oh, I can't even say that one, but... Uh, why do you think the Golden Bears have elevated their game? Is it just a f- matter of that, um, you know, we had, you know, the running back on Peterson. He had a, he's had a great start to the season. Eli Hetlinger at quarterback. I think the past uh, couple of years they've had some really good talent in, in the individual areas. And there's a few players now from those teams. And they haven't been great teams, but they've been really good, talented players. And I've gotten to see it personally, the, the Josiah Shackles and those types of players where they're good leaders. And uh, I think they've set that culture for the Alberta Golden Bears moving forward, going back a couple of years ago. And now we're, I think we're seeing the, the fruit being uh, produced from that culture that these guys established a couple of years ago. Uh, again, it's the talent, you recruiting. But with college football, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's kind of like um, uh, with the, uh, the junior team, the Oil Kings, yep. a couple of years ago. You get that perfect mix and you get the right crop of guys and you have a ton of success. Uh, But then after you don't have that success, you're depleted, right? And I think the Golden Bears are entering a season of their program, not just this season, but an overall season where they're having their resources really filled up and they're going to have some good talent here for the next couple of years. So you look at it like a cyclical thing then? Yes. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you this, and it's not maybe devil's advocate a little bit, but so, and you mentioned Oil King. So what happens in junior hockey is they sort of trade everyone away every Mm -hmm. two, three years trade your draft picks then you get them back it's just everyone's kind of you know that's how you're playing your cards but in cis it's more about keeping that recruiting going absolutely and it's all about the future and the younger generations but with recruiting nobody wants to go to a team that's average you know Mm. you're the best athletes 
are going to go to the best programs. And that's why average programs typically stay average because they are not able to recruit that mm-hmm. high-end talent. So when you start winning games, when you're week in, week out, a, a top 10 nationally ranked program, people from not just Edmonton and area, but other provinces want to flock to come to play at your school because you're now becoming a big name program. What do you want to see from the Elks tomorrow in Winnipeg? A competitive game. Uh, don't need to see a win, but just a competitive game. Even a game where, and this has been kind of the Achilles heel all year, where they just play four quarters. Yeah. You know, they've played games where they have great first half and poor third quarters or a poor start to the game and a great finish. Let's just see four competitive quarters. You don't got to score a touchdown on every drive. You don't have to stop them on every drive. But let's just see a competitive four-quarter game. Uh, HVAC Nick with a quick question here. Does it hurt having two junior teams in Edmonton for the U of A? Um, No, it should be better. Should be better in terms of, yeah. Recruiting, I think he's talking about recruiting. More of a, yeah, more of a pool, um, especially. I think it hurts the junior teams. Yeah, yeah, I think it hurts the junior teams having two here for sure. I think overall things would certainly be more competitive Mm -hmm. if one of the teams wasn't here. Uh, Junior football, but then for the Golden Bears as well, I think things would be more competitive. Yeah. So what's on tap in the uh, steel household this weekend? What do you got? Oh, well, you know, I've had well, a... Well, you got... He does, <laughs> as he looks over to the Bonton, <laughs> Bonton Bakery spread. <laughs> He's like mapping Yippee. out his weekend. <laughs> I, had, I had a really big week for work. Been traveling quite a bit, long days. So today's uh, a little bit of a lighter day. Um, you might be uh, teeing it up. Hey, Stephanie, I'm sorry. My wife never talked to you yet, but I think I'm golfing at two. 30 baby <laughs> sorry to spill the beans on that one uh and other than that just hanging with the family just being with the kids enjoying yeah. the last couple of days of warm weather it looks like the it takes a turn for the worse here over into next week with the weather so mm-hmm. will you be able to elevate your golf game today uh, the only thing I'm elevating is my tees. <laughs> I'm just hoping to make good contact and, you know, get get a couple nice pars, hopefully walk off with a birdie. I'm only doing a quick nine and, uh, you know, feel good about myself as I hang the clubs up for the year. <laughs> oh, man. And you should have seen it. He just looked over like he's – I could just see a map. Okay, if I have one of those uh, – pastries at about three o'clock i could have another one at five <laughs> i have if i can get into that what was the it's the uh cinnamon yeah, the cinnamon monkey bread monkey bread yeah i'm, I'm counting calories points <laughs> well uh thanks for uh coming in again on uh fridays and i you know what and thanks to bonton bakery for bringing all Absolutely. this stuff in. again uh, eddie proposed to stephanie seven years what'd you say no yeah it's gonna be uh it's eight years eight, ago, yeah. Eight, years, eight ago. years ago, right in the middle of the Bonton Bakery. They heard uh, what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Edgar came in with a nice little care package for Eddie to give to Stephanie coming up. Uh, when's hey, the, when is the anniversary? Uh, May 7th. Oh, okay. May 7th. Hey, and who says that live radio doesn't work? Because Edgar even said some go. people came in and were talking about everyone, that. Well, so it, people everyone here, was talking about it People listen. Uh, well, Bonton definitely elevated their game tonight. That's uh, Elevate Your Game brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts, manufacturing the safest elevators since 1987. So have a wonderful weekend, Eddie. Good uh, round on the golf course today. Uh, Take it easy on the pastries. 
Look at that. I see. <laughs> while you were looking out here, that guy was walking in the in the mall. The Duke had scooped another one out of that box. It's just to the left of him there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm leaving you boys some. So you guys be careful on the pastries. Well, the, here's the thing. Like Greg said, it. He said leave some for the afternoon crew. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, no make way. Make sure, make sure Tide gets one. Tide would get one. Tide will get one. But I can't see anything being left over till two o'clock. No, There's no, no, no way. Sorry, Gregs. It's impossible. Uh, appreciate coming in. Have a great uh, weekend. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, boys. Uh, before we hit the top of the hour, we'll uh, check in with Arif Hassan from uh, Wide Left Post. And uh, great get. Andy Petrillo will guess with us at 920. Talk about Christine Sinclair hanging up the soccer cleats. Uh, before that, a sports update brought to you by Cattail Crossing. Enjoy half-price golf Monday to Thursday. Man, could you imagine if they're still open next week at Cattail? Uh, elevate your game without emptying your wallet. Book your tee time today at cattailcrossing.ca. Here is the Duke.